Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to another week of Tales from the Veg Patch. I'm Cathy Slack. It's all going on this week. I'll be scrubbing the mud from my nails, brushing my hair and ironing my frock because it's RHS Chelsea Flower Show and I'm getting a two-day fix. Excitingly, this year it's sponsored by the Newt in Somerset, my all-time favourite hotel garden with the most inspiring plot-to-plate style food. So I'll be enjoying a newt lunch at Chelsea. Stay tuned for that to Instagram for a blow-by-blow account of the menu, plus lots of snaps from the show. Back in the real garden, the patch is busy too. I did some emergency courgette planting the other day after I noticed my seedlings were little yellow and absolutely positively had to be planted out that minute. Then I did some emergency netting the next day after the pigeons had had a go at the courgette leaves. Typical. Though it's not the pigeons that are occupying my time in the garden at the moment. It's not even the seedlings. It's my arch nemesis and constant enemy. No, not the mole, actually. It's weeds. On weeds. Here I am, pottering about the veg patch. The sun is shining, the robins chirrup and come to watch me rake the earth. Bunnies hop about the fields, nibbling the grass. Over the stone wall, I can hear the plaintive bleating of newly born lambs. Spring is in full bloom. If there was a Disney cartoon about a rural idyll, I'd be in it, singing. All very idyllic, all very Country Living magazine. But everything is not what it seems. For this halcyon vision belies the true nature of an allotment in springtime. It may look heavenly, and ultimately of course it is, but beneath this constable painting lurks torment and peril for the spring gardener. Oh yes, simmering below the surface is an army of horrors just waiting to strike. Weeds thousands of them. At the first sign of warmth they burst forth from the ground like the hands of the undead breaking out of their graves to ruin your tranquillity. Within days your neat, ordered, newly sown patch can become a tangle of tendrils, more like the forest of briars that keeps the Disney princess in the castle than Snow White's talking birds paradise. Nothing grows faster or with more vigour in spring than weeds 
except possibly our lawn, which currently demands a mow every four to five minutes. So, weeding must be a job to do this weekend. Put the effort in now, weed meticulously, and you'll be rewarded with far fewer weeds later in the year. If you pluck them out before they are too big to flower, then seed, it stops the cycle of reproduction and colonisation, or perhaps that should be domination. Take a more lackadaisical approach to weeding, i.e. my approach, pulling them up as you wander past on your way to the compost bin, but generally being too distracted by the radish glut to launch a comprehensive weed war, and you'll find the patch beset by the little buggers all year. The method of extraction matters too. Most weeds can simply be pulled from the soil by hand, which is very calming and meditative, but a little time-consuming. This is the necessary approach for weeds that rudely spring up amongst a row of vegetable seedlings. Weeds in open soil or around larger plants like courgettes can be hoed to death. On a damp day, you will need to gather up the mangled corpses of the hoed weeds, otherwise their roots might resettle in the loose, wet soil and regrow. So all you've done really is transplant them to a new location. If the weather is dry and warm, however, you can leave them out on the soil where they will wilt and die of exposure as if they were in a Greek myth. Very satisfying. Not all weeds are this easily thwarted, though. Some, like cooch grass, bindweed, dandelions, creeping buttercup and such, which, rather marvellously, are called pernicious weeds, cannot be simply hoed into oblivion. In fact, hoeing is the worst thing you can do. These are particularly spiteful weeds with long, far-ranging roots and the frightening ability to regenerate like a Marvel comic baddie. They can regrow from the tiniest fleck of root, so each fragment left in the soil is a potential new plant. In this nightmare scenario, hoeing is just a helpful propagation tool because every piece of chopped up root will become a new plant. You can dig up pernicious weeds, but it involves the patience of a saint to dig along the root run and excavate the whole thing, leaving nothing, not even a microscopic filament in place. I've known people dig up whole flower beds, sieve the soil to be sure of full extraction, then return the soil to the garden, only to be met with more cooch grass two months later. One option is chemical warfare. And I'm sorry, but I just can't bring myself to do that. Why would you put something which comes in a bottle covered with hazard signs and warnings into the soil that I have lovingly cultivated to be rich in life and microbes or around plants that I was going to eat? Nope, not an option. Even bindweed won't shake my organic ideals. The alternative is simply to treat weeding as a form of pruning. You have to keep doing it. It will never be done for good. But at least cutting things off at the roots keeps them at bay for a while. Incidentally, why is it that you can invest serious time and emotional energy coaching your veg seedlings into life at this time of year, but the weeds will flourish despite you attempting to hoe, hack and flamethrower them into submission? Yep, 
I tried a weed scorcher. It's like a big creme brulee blowtorch and it's quite satisfying actually. The whole thing is made worse this week because the RHS Chelsea Flower Show is on. Now don't get me wrong, I love Chelsea. The colour, the drama, the dresses, the celebrity spotting. It's a glorious theatre, a floral fantasy. And it's important to remember that it is make-believe, especially when it comes to the vegetables and the show gardens that feature veg patches. Because if you even for a second imagined that you, in your wildest mortal dreams, could create a kitchen garden so pristine, so pert, so uniformly fecund, you would be perpetually disappointed by everything you did manage to grow, since it would be irregular, gnarly and uneven, and seem like a terrible failure compared to this perfection. It would be enough to make you throw your hands in the air and flounce off to the dahlia bed. Chelsea vegetables are perfect. In fact, they're so perfect, I sometimes wonder if they've been bought at Waitrose, had the tag covertly removed before being plunged into the newly sieved potting compost masquerading as an allotment bed. These are not vegetables that have ever seen a weed. I'm not sure they've seen very much apart from Alan Titchmarsh and the Queen, really. No, when it comes to real gardens, there is only one thing to be done with weeds. Eat them. Reframe the issue. They are not pests or a menace. They are a free and bountiful catch crop to keep you going until the lettuces, spinach, anything else tasty arrives. Most edible weeds taste like spinach anyway. That is, they taste green. Fat hen, for example. Nettles have a more irony tannin flavour, but it's not overpowering. Some weeds have a slightly peppery, mustard family tang to them too, like dandelion. They're quite innocuous, inoffensive on the plate, in a way that they certainly are not in the patch. But my point is, you aren't going to ruin the flavour of a dish by slinging a handful of weeds in to replace the spinach. Over the past few years, I've been writing a weed recipe every spring, out of necessity really. In the early days, I tried a fat hen souffle, which was successful, but a bit chefy for my liking. And the fat hen didn't really bring any character to warrant its title role. The weed chicken Kiev was far more successful, containing as it did a mix of wild garlic, yes, not technically a weed, but still free and foraged, sticky weed and more fat hen. I'm also a fan of a weed salsa verde, which is a whizzed combination of garlic, capers, olive oil and a selection of weeds of your choice. I made a chilled weed soup for my last supper club, though I called it nettle soup because it sounded more appetising and it was mostly nettles anyway. For this, wash a big bunch of edible weeds, just the new growth, no stalks, Best if you can make it not 100% nettles too. Try to cut it with some wild garlic or sticky weed or jack of the hedge, fat hen and so on. But spinach will do fine. Sweat an onion in butter until soft, then add the weeds, a big pinch of salt and 500 millilitres of hot chicken stock or vegetable stock and simmer for two to three minutes. Remove from the heat and whiz to a smooth green soup. 
Adjust the seasoning, add a splash of cream if you had some, and chill quickly to retain the bright spring green. Serve in little cups with an ice cube. I'm going to offer a word of caution before I give you one final weed recipe. Do take care. Edible weeds can bear an uncanny resemblance to deadly ones, so if you aren't 100% sure, don't eat it. The simplest weeds you can be sure of not poisoning yourself with, entry-level weeds if you like, are nettles, give away, they sting, and sticky weed, give away, it sticks to you. And neither have any look-similar-but-lethal evil twins. Remember that hemlock and deadly nightshade are not uncommon garden weeds, so, well, try not to use those. Whatever you do with your weeds, hoe them, soup them, souffle them, may I recommend that if you do just one thing this weekend, get them out of the ground. And if you can make a meal of that, in the culinary sense, then so much the better. Weed pie. This is a take on the spanakopita recipe in my cookbook from the veg patch, though here I have replaced the spinach with, you guessed it, weeds, mainly fat hen and nettles, but use whatever you like, or obviously spinach. Serves four. Preheat the oven to 190 degrees. Sweat a bunch of finely chopped spring onions and a crushed garlic clove in a slug of extra virgin olive oil. Add around 750 grams of picked and washed green weeds to the pan to wilt down. Squeeze out any excess liquid and transfer to a bowl. Stir in 300 grams of crumbled feta, three tablespoons of grated Parmesan cheese, some chopped dill, and a little freshly grated nutmeg and two lightly beaten eggs. Check the seasoning, it might need more salt. Brush the inside of an 18 centimeter loose bottomed round cake tin with some melted butter. Take a pack of phyllo pastry and lay one of the sheets in the cake tin, draping the edges over the sides of the tin. Brush this sheet with some more butter Lay a second phyllo sheet on top at 45 degrees angle to the first sheet. Again, brush with a little butter. Repeat until the cake tin is lined with no gaps on the bottom or the sides. It usually takes four or five sheets to do this. Spoon the filling into the lined tin and lift the overhanging phyllo over the top of the filling. Crinkle up a couple of more bits of sheets of phyllo and scrunch them on top of the mixture, tucking them in amongst the overhanging edges to seal the pie. Brush the top with some more melted butter, then transfer to the oven to bake for 40 minutes. I serve this with plain yoghurt into which I have stirred sliced cucumbers, chopped herbs and crushed garlic. It's perfect allotment picnic fodder, wrapped in parchment and bundled up to the patch to enjoy during a break in the weeding. Plus, there's something satisfying about eating weed pie as you look out over a weedy veg patch. I feel like it gives the weeds something to think about. (laughs) 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.